Welcome everybody to the Cellcast. Welcome everybody to another episode of the Cellcast. I'd like to introduce our host, the man who has a crazy bet for a sidekick, Drew. Why, thank you. Uh, and, of course, jo- also joining me tonight on this episode of the, sh- of the show is my co-host. He just always seems to be falling apart, it seems. Jacob! Why, thank you. <laughs> oh, how are you doing tonight, Jacob? I am doing fantastic. That's good. It is. It has been a very long day. <laughs> I have had a very busy weekend, and next weekend is not... It looks like it's also going to be very busy. Yeah. Uh, in fact, either before or after this episode, not really sure how it's hitting. Probably before. Uh, you probably have heard our first uh, Cellcast short on our top ten uh, movies of this century. Mm-hmm. So that's because I didn't have time to edit the show because I was going to a friend of mine's wedding. Yeah, which is completely understandable. Yes. So, if... Uh, Schedule seems erratic. Not that anyone listening to this in the future will care, but that's what's ho- that's what's going on, right? So, uh, what have you been watching, Jacob? Uh, well, if you follow us on if you follow us on Facebook, the Cellcast, our our Facebook page, uh, I posted my first kind of a semi review of Netflix's The Dragon Prince, and I watched the first three episodes, and I was thoroughly impressed. Thoroughly impressed with the... Apparently, it was co-written by one of the directors, uh, writers, actually, of Avatar The Last Airbender. Ah! So, the story itself, be like, it's set more of a medieval time. The, the animation was... I was like, okay. The animation's okay. Be like, it's enjoyable, but it's, mm-hmm. it gets a little fidgety every once in a while in a certain film we're going to watch later, or review later. Yeah. Uh, but... You kind of skip past that, like a friend of ours, had, you know, in his kind of you know commentary of the show was. You kind of look past it because the 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 story is that good, and I I right. cannot wait to see what lies the story for our three on um, what what lies ahead for our little our little band of heroes. Okay, what have you been watching? Well, with my busy schedule. I just barely this afternoon actually got in, got something. Okay. But before I get to that, I did access, uh, continue watching. Uh, you know, last week, right? I brought up a show, an anime that I'd started, I'd watched a little bit of called uh, My Roommate is a Cat. Yeah. Meow. That I had only watched up through episode four when I only recorded that one. Yeah. I watched two more episodes in the intervening time. One of those being one of the most heartbreaking. Episodes I think I've ever seen. Huh. If I if there wasn't such a thing in this apartment as pet fees, I would be the proud owner of a cat after watching that episode <laughs> because that nearly that drove me to to wanting a cat far more than the ASPCA Sarah McLaughlin commercials. Yeah, four hundred dollars for a pet deposit? I don't think so. Yeah, <laughs> for that kind of money, I'll just stick with Jacob as a dog. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> it works. Okay, moving on. <laughs> Uh, but other than that, I just barely got in watching something I had been meaning to watch for the past, I think, year and a half. I need to look at I think it, they, they didn't launch this last year. It's on YouTube. It was actually put out by Sega. Mm-hmm. It is the Sonic Mania Adventures. It is a six-episode miniseries of about, each episode is maybe about two or three minutes long. Kind of in a Looney Tunes-esque type of comedy. But with no speaking, hmm. so it's all music and the, and the characters acting. It is funny and it's hilarious, and it's something every person needs to watch, even if you don't like Sonic the Hedgehog. Hmm. You'll enjoy it. It's fun. Now, of course, if you're a Sonic the Hedgehog fan, there's tons of visual Easter eggs throughout <laughs> the whole thing. Go, oh look, that's that thing. Oh look, that's that sound effect from the game. Oh look, that's sweet, Amy. <laughs> 
the Christmas episode was a little sweet and right. uh, but also funny. Okay. So yeah, that will probably be on an ep- on a shorts episode at some point if when we if we do decide to do like a mini review or something. So that sounds like fun. Yeah. So under the news. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. So what's in the news? Uh, the biggest news actually affects to some degree the movie we're reviewing today. Yes. As in about four hours, if my wa- if my timing is correct, uh, from recording. when we're recording. Uh, for you, it's has already happened because it'll definitely have happened by the time I get this edited. Twentieth <laughs> uh, Century Fox is officially now part of the Walt Disney Company, mm-hmm. which kinda, in a way, qualifies Anastasia as being a Disney princess. Yeah, maybe, 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 maybe not. That that, that she'll. Could- be the worst Disney princess movie ever there, but hey. Oh, okay. That's <laughs> I may be giving a little bit of foreshadowing <laughs> to my opinions of the movie. Maybe. Just but that that does give kind of good credence to because for years when Anastasia was released, people always lumped it in with Disney. Well, to some degree, it was made to compete directly with the Disney princess things. That's true. It very much follows a lot of those things. Not to get too much into this before we actually get into the review, right. but uh, it's now she's now officially owned by Disney, so that could make her a princess. Yeah, maybe, maybe not. Well, if if Disney does, I mean, you know. there is at least some precedent for them doing this when you consider Merida with Pixar, because that's technically a separate studio yes. within Disney. Yes, that's true. Uh, but so. There's a chance they could do it, but I have a feeling they won't, considering there's some princesses owned by Disney that still have gotten the shaft. So That is true. Hint, hint, Penelope. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> She's not so technically not a Disney princess, princess, despite the fact she should be. Yeah. Well, technically, she's a president, but still. Technically, <laughs> you want to get right down <laughs> to it. Mulan's not even a princess. I agree. I agree. She's not. In order for any of these characters to actually be a princess, they yes. need to either be A, of the royal family, uh-huh. or B, marry into a royal family. family. I agree. Pocahontas counts because she is the chief's daughter. That's true. That's a ruling person. Yes. That makes her essentially a princess. Yes. Uh, Moana counts because she's the chieftain's daughter. Uh-huh. Same difference, but different yes. kind of uh, Mulan is not royalty in any way, shape, or form. She's a soldier. And she, well, even before that, she's what, maybe the town's uh, mayor's daughter? Is she something. that? Yeah, something I think like that. she's just the daughter of a guy, of a wealthy guy in, ta- in the town. Literally. Who can't go and, you know, save and stand up for his family. Yeah, and she's too old. Right. And she marries, or assumes to marry, the Prince Charming character in the movie is the general of China's armies. Not a princess. <laughs> In order for her to be the princess, that general has to be the emperor's son, and that's never shown. Yeah, it's implied, but not shown. Yeah, yeah. Anastasia's more of a princess than yeah, Mulan. Because, well, Grand Duchess, but close enough. <laughs> she was the daughter of uh, Czar Czar Nicholas II, and so technically, there wasn't a. Princess, princess. Yeah, no, that's the closest thing yeah, you're going to get to. It, she thing. is the daughter of a ruling, a, a person who is controlling the government that makes her princess. True, for all intents and purposes. <laughs> so, if you're going to tell me that a character who's called a princess has a princess song now, yeah, <laughs> and is the ruling person of a land now that technically never had a king, so it makes sense she would still be a princess. <laughs> Despite the fact she's calling herself a president, I'd like to point out she was not elected. <laughs> <laughs> and she kind of went turbo! A little bit, yes. But, and that's the other thing, she did she did leave her, leave her post to go hang out in, a, in another video game. Oh, because I was bored. Yeah, it's like, oh yeah, that's great. Really neat. That doesn't change the fact <laughs> that she's a princess. <laughs> Spoiler for her out to you. I you don't to- care. <laughs> That's a movie everyone should have watched by now. True. I can understand some other movies, but not that one. That was an amazing movie. Okay, anyway. So, Anastasia. Yeah, let's get into this thing. Why not? You go first. Okay. Might as well start off with some positivity. <laughs> uh, 
So, where do we start with Anastasia? That's where do a very we... good question. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. So, it is based on a true story. Uh, there was a young lady in uh, Russia named Anastasia who was the daughter of Tsar Nicholas II. That's true. And uh, she did, as best as can be found, she did go missing. There was a rumor that she was still alive, yes. but most, but it was thought she was dead. Mm-hmm. Admittedly, the movie goes with the rumor saying, yes, she's alive. Yes. And tries to get there, but goes short of changing history by saying, and she's gone. <laughs> yeah. But officially, uh, she, it was, it was discovered that she did die. The person that was most well thought to be Anastasia, the fake, uh, was, Eventually discovered she wasn't, but was not officially denounced. Denounced until the nineteen eighties. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, little... not exactly movie material without no. a lot of adaptation, right? And plus, uh, Rasputin did die during the uprising. Yeah. Also, this was during the communist uprising. <laughs> they very, very close get to say the word communism, but because they. Don't want to, they still want this thing to show in Russia and China. They don't say the word yeah. communism. Yes. They just say, oh, it's red. I hate all this red in our government. It's and <laughs> they say comrade all the time. Fine. It's like, okay, we know where we are now. Yeah. As a child, I wouldn't have gotten this, but as an adult, oh, I know what's happening. <laughs> yes. Uh, Rest the, the, the true, uh, the real life Rasputin did drown in a river, but. According to history and according to legend, that it took a lot to kill this guy. Like, a lot to kill him. Well, if as the movie shows, he sold the soul to the devil. Yeah, that's Boy, true. Boy, that's dark for a knockoff Disney princess <laughs> film. Yeah, that's true. I sold my soul <laughs> and turned into a skeleton and then somehow got my body back. <laughs> huh? What? <laughs> I know that shows what happened, but at the same time, what? <laughs> Couldn't you have just had your eyes glow for a couple minutes to show you're evil now? <laughs> or eviler? Yeah, eviler. Right. Also, am I, am I supposed to sympathize with you? Because I don't. <laughs> Most right. villain movies, you sympathize with the villain. Yeah, that's true. Even Mother Gothel, I sympathize with, with to some degree. Yeah. I hate Rasputin. Yeah, Rasputin, you really don't. The only good part about Rasputin is who, who played him. Christopher yeah, Lloyd. Christopher Lloyd. Great Scots. Yes. Like, we're just this short to this being a, 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 a an adventure that was never recorded in Back to the Future. <laughs> where Doc Brown just went really nuts and decided to kill uh, uh, the Duchess, the Grand Duchess, <laughs> daughter of Tsar Nicholas II. Uh, Claire must have died and he went nuts. That's my yeah. guess. <laughs> That's what Back to the Future Part 4 should have been. Yes. <laughs> So just so you're aware, Anastasia is Back to the Future Part 4. <laughs> that is staying in. <laughs> okay, so back to the actual movie. Okay, so... Or back to the actual topic. Yeah, back to the topic. Uh, it was directed by Don Bluth yeah. and Gary Goldman, mm-hmm. which these two have teamed up on multiple occasions yes. for other films. So let's figure out what films they've done so far. Okay, well... So Don Bluth... Uh, he has directed many cla- animated classics such mm-hmm. as The Secret of Nim, 1982, yes. American Tell in 1986. I still haven't seen Secret of Nim. I watched it when I was very little, and it was scary. It was a very scary film for me. See, the thing, I was, I watched, I watched, I read the book, because we had to read it in school. Okay. And I was told, don't watch the cartoon, it's not as good as the book. Huh? Okay, there's a movie? <laughs> I don't know about this movie. There's a movie with rats and science. Lab rats? What? <laughs> so, he did the first The Land Before Time, which is the first movie I ever saw in theaters. Mm-hmm. He did All Dogs Go to Heaven. Yes. He obviously did Anastasia. Mm-hmm. And the last project he did uh, theatrically was Titan, Titan A.E. He left off the best movie. Oh, what else? What else? What else? Rockadoodle. Rockadoodle. Okay, I enjoyed that one as a kid. Oh, okay, I haven't seen Rockadoodle. It is a it is a very fun movie. It's kind of silly, but okay. What movie isn't 
Especially animated. But he also, just to bring this up, directed a number of video games that were really more cartoons with... uh, That's true. Well, to nowadays, we would think of them as the little cheap DVD games that come on the little DVDs you put in your DVD player. Yeah. In fact, uh, they re-released some of these as that at some point. But the big one is Dragon Slayer. Yes. Uh, And it's two sequels. It had sequels? Yeah. Uh, huh. Dragon's Lair 2 Time Warp. And uh, I think there's a third one, but I can't find it on the list here. Hmm. Oh, and I forgot. The other one that I uh, wore out, wore out a VHS on, <laughs> Banjo the Woodpile Cat. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, he's done, he's done for quite a few films, but like, yeah. originally he worked for Walt Disney Company, and apparently he got fed up with like management and quit and brought a bunch of the seven old men with him. Mm-hmm. During, I believe it was the... Sometime after Rockadoodle, because Disney technically produced that. Really? It's one of those where they technically did it. Yeah. But it's not one of their numbered ones. It, and it's... I think it's, it was actually like released through Touchstone. I could be wrong. Like, All Dogs Go to Heaven, I think, was, had the same deal. Uh, it looks... Let's see. The, the movies he was associated with Disney was Robin Hood, Winnie the Pooh, Antigua 2, The Rescuers. Rescuers has got to be done by us at some point. Yeah. Yeah, The Rescuers will. The Rescuers Down Under. Mm -hmm. That was an incredible film. And directing animation on Pete's Dragon. The last last one he was involved with was 1978's short, The Small One, which Mm -hmm. I've never heard of. Uh, The Small One, that's the uh, home of the the donkey that helped get married to Bethlehem, right? I think I watched this when I, when I was a little kid, because I saw that on the list, too, and I thought, oh, yeah, I remember that movie. Vaguely. <laughs> Very vaguely. I yeah. think I was forced to watch this one. <laughs> I, don't think, I think I watched this one against my will. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, you're correct, because I've never heard of this. Yeah, I vaguely remember watching it in a church. Oh, okay. I think that's when we were going to First Church of the Nazarene in Tyler. Oh, okay. Could be wrong. Uh, but anyway, so uh, to go to his partner in crime, yeah, he his partner in crime on a lot of these was uh, Gary Goldman. Mm-hmm. He helped with Titan AE, mm-hmm. uh, of course, Anastasia, mm-hmm. and he was also co-director on that one I brought up, Rockadoodle, mm-hmm. and All Dogs Go to Heaven. In fact, pretty much he's the co-director on all of uh, his uh, of uh, Don Blue's projects. Don Blue's projects. Because he's done nothing else. Everything. He even helped co-direct the worst Don Bluth movie. So, that would be a troll on Central Park, by the way. Oh, uh, okay. There's a lot of Don Bluths I had never seen. I'd but never seen. He's, hard, he's a hard one to follow because he was all over the place. He was at Disney for a while. Some of the stuff came out through Fox. Mm-hmm. Some of it came out through his other own produ- people. His own production his own, company. Yeah. He's still around. Yeah. But, uh, and he, they are currently trying to produce a, uh, or direct a, uh, Dragon's Lair movie, but I have no idea where that is at this point. Ah, alright. So, so Anastasia was released on November 14th, 1997. Mm-hmm. It had a runtime of 94, 94 minutes. It had a budget of $50 million and it box office at $140 million. Now, I have a question, and okay. this will actually, and this is the one thing I did not think of until just now. Okay. And it actually will help me inform part of my opinion. What was the average animated movie's budget at this period? Do you know? I, I don't. No, I don't. Honestly, I'm I don't. wondering if the budget on this was low in comparison to some other stuff. Because that would explain some stuff. Hercules! Oh, it's Hercules. Okay. So, what kind of budget do they have? That's the question. Well, it probably is huge, because it's Disney. But uh, budget was eighty five million. What did you say Anastasia was? That was uh, it had a budget of million. Okay, so it's what is that fifty sixty seven twenty thirty five million less than Hercules. It's not that much. No, it's not. It might be just enough to explain some of the choices. Okay, some of the very obvious. Money saving choices uh, that I think occurred in this movie, which we'll get to in a minute. Okay. So, 
Let's get into our cast. Yes. So, playing Anastasia was Meg Ryan. Yeah. I'm trying to think of what I've seen her besides this, obviously. I've seen... I know I've seen her in a bunch of stuff. I've seen Meg Ryan in Top Gun. It was one of her first films. Uh Uh-huh. She was in Courage Under Fire. She was obviously in Anastasia. Sleepless in Seattle. Sleepless in Seattle. There we go. That's That's the the main one. Okay. I'd forgotten that was her. So, uh, normally she's a pretty decent actress, I think. Yeah, I would think so. This one, I'm sorry to say this, there's parts of it where she sounded bored in, in the studio. Okay. It just that's how it sounded like to me. Most like in the uh, the, the scene where they're trying to, to disconnect the train. Okay, I, I can Her that. acting in that is like, oh, you're about to die if you can't stop this train. You should be a little more excited about what's going on right now. Yeah, but... Also, in the characters of it, she is a little sarcastic about everything. <laughs> yes, but what I'm, I'm a very sarcastic person, too, as has been pointed out to me a lot. <laughs> I Usually in that instance, if I was in that instance, I'd be okay, we need to do this now, because we're not, we're going to die. <laughs> I'm not saying she should be Indiana Jones, but a little more of that would help. Yeah. <laughs> but, for the most part, I think she was a, she did fairly good, good in the role. Yeah. Um, she was really the only actor who's uh, who I actually had any issue with, just because of that one scene. Okay, um, at least voice wise. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I thought her, her story was interesting, although I kind of saw it coming. Yeah, <laughs> her ways. What'd you think? Uh, her character in Anastasia, she really didn't have. She had a uh, she had character development, but very little character development. Almost all of her character development was in her remembering her past. Yes. That was about but it. For the most part, her character did not change when she remembered who she was. No, she didn't. She, re- she remained the same. In many ways, I'm kind of... I hate to do this because they're entirely different movies, but... Okay. There's a lot of similarities between her story and uh, Rapunzel's story in Tank. Okay. Think about it. They both don't know who, that they're the lost princess. Yeah, that's true. There's, admittedly, they both, no, I think they both just know they're not the Lost Princess. Oh, and their Prince Charming character is not that charming. That's true. They're they're both kind of rogue th- roguish thieves. Yeah. So, so I, there's, there's some similarities between the characters. And they have, and they have a cool, a, uh, kind of a cool, at the same time, cute sidekick. That's right, the dog. <laughs> the dog, Puka. I forgot about Puka. So yeah, and... Puka's a very much like a... Pascal? Pascal, thank you. Sorry, I should look this stuff up. <laughs> um, so yeah, he had this kind of... Say, in fact, they both saved their character at one point, their their princess at one point when they are nearly about to die. True. He's so, a, he is a very faithful little pooch. Yes, for a... Pint-sized runt. <laughs> well, I was thinking stray. Yeah, he is so a All of a sudden just shows up and says, Hey, I'm your dog now. He's like, hey... Oh, what was the line? They're like... like oh, this dog wants me to go to St. Petersburg. A sign. Anything. <laughs> yes. Oh, a dog wants me to go to St. Petersburg. Or should I go to the fish market? St. <laughs> <Saint> Petersburg. <laughs> yeah, let's go to St. Petersburg. All right. That's better than going to where Mrs. Flem wants us to go. Oh, to. gosh. That's not the full, her full name, but that is essentially the character's <laughs> name. Yes. It's like, you even spelled it like Flem. <laughs> <laughs> so... John Cusack. Yes, as uh, Dimitri. Yes. I think he was bored, too. (laughs) Except he wasn't just bored for one scene. He was bored the entire movie. I honestly... This is going to sound bad. I don't believe he actually fell in love with her. Okay. I can see you're not following me on that. I'm just, I'm just wanting, you know, what, what is your, what is your reason behind it? I mean, admittedly, he does make all the right things at the end where it's like, no, I don't want the money. I don't want the money. No, I'm just going to do it and do the right thing, and then I'm going to let her be with her prince or her grandmother. In a sense, I'm thinking of another movie that had the prince. <laughs> uh, so my brain switched to Spaceballs for some reason because <laughs> he didn't take the money either. <laughs> um, anyway, what, what was I saying? Uh, Dimitri, as we were talking. Yeah, Dimitri. About. I mean, he's got a pretty decent. Uh, I plan to have Anya, as we know her at that point, 
pretend to be Anastasia because she looks exactly like her. Yeah. She, and they haven't figured out that the key, the thing around her neck goes in the, in the jewelry box. Yeah. Which, yeah, I'm still, I'm sitting there thinking the whole time, put it in the box. Can't you see it's the same shape? It's the same gold and green. Put it in the box. <laughs> How stupid are you? And that's the other thing. He should have caught on a little bit back because, like, he saw her at when they were children, knew she knew who that person was, and he still didn't make that connection that fast. It still took him to get all the way to Paris, and her happened to remember the story of how she escaped because the lady asked her how she, how they escaped the siege. He goes, "Wait, are you Anastasia, really?" Despite the fact the entire time, oh yeah, you're Anastasia. You remember that, don't you? We did all this cool stuff. don't want to down this movie that much. Okay. But there's just, it's hard not to make fun of it when you're not really a fan. Yeah, I, I understand. Uh, with uh, Dimitri, Dimitri's character, I do like that he starts off kind of just a rogue's character. I'm going to be like, I'm going to do this act just because I want to get ass in Petersburg. And he wants all the money. He wants all the money, of course. And then he starts slowly, slowly over the course of the movie, he actually starts to fall in love with this girl. Yes, but I just thought of something else. What's that? The money was rubles, right? Right. They're in France. He can't spend rubles in France. Well, it it can be... Because rubles was the currency under the Tsar. Yeah. I don't know what the money was called under... A communist regime, I'll be, I'll admit. Yeah. I have a feeling it wasn't rubles. No, it wasn't rubles. Does she actually have any money to give, is my question. <laughs> Maybe it was more... Or she got one heck of a line of credit <laughs> going. Uh, I never thought of that. I never that, thought that, of... That just occurred to me. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, Nicholas does have... I mean, not Nicholas. Um, Dimitri. Dimitri. Dimitri does have a very interesting character arc throughout it because there is they always play in the subtle background that be like Dimitri and Anna Anna Anna. Now I'm doing it. Yeah, except this is an entirely different name. It's Anya. Anya. Yeah. The It's the Russian version of Anya. Yeah. (laughs) Anya. Anya, Anya. Whatever. (laughs) Anya. The they they play a meme goes on. Yeah. (laughs) The meme goes on. Dun, 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 dun. Anyway. <laughs> how they develop this relationship of how two people who just can't stand each other. Mm-hmm. Cannot stand each other. Fall in love with each other. Fall in love with each it's other. It's the romance of the century. Yes, That's I know. to go nowhere. <laughs> Sorry. You're good. You're good. Uh, I expect you to be the sarcastic when that when it's a movie I like that you hate, by the way. <laughs> I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah, just the, I mean, like, I, I personally, I do enjoy his art. I really personally right. do enjoy his art. Uh, and then we get to Kelsey Grammer's character. Yes, Vlad. Vlad, I Which, love the character. Admittedly, Vlad, or Vladimir, Vladimir, is not the name I expect for a good guy. Yeah. Thank you, Dracula. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. So it's, I, they're calling, you call him Vladimir, I'm thinking, okay, Vladimir's probably just a normal name, and probably, if this Dimitri guy is a real person, I have no idea if he is, he might have a friend named Vladimir that worked in the palace. Yeah. Fairly yeah. normal yeah. name, I'm yeah. assuming. The only reason I have a downturn for it is because of Dracula. Yeah, that's true. But, or, the guy that Dracula is supposedly based on. Yes. Anyway. Vlad the Impaler. Yes. Kelsey Grammer was a very, did a very good job in this, even mm. though... I knew it was Kelsey Grammer the whole time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, obviously. And I think the to Kelsey Grammer's credit, he's the only actor in the movie who actually sings his own character. Yeah. Everybody else has their own you know, their own individual independent yes. voice actor. Uh, Which is good in many cases. Yeah, I would agree, because that would be kind of I'd be like, honestly, I don't know what Meg Ryan sounds like as a musician. I have a feeling uh, Christopher Lloyd can't sing. No, that's why they. Brought that's why they brought in, in Jim, Jim, Cummings. Jim Cummings. No correction. This is that's why they brought in the second singing voice actor for Scar. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it says I'm sitting there here. Here, I guess we're switching now to Rasputin. I didn't mean yes. to. Yeah, that's fine. But, so um, it's a perfect transition. Yeah. I'm sitting there going the 
the one song I thoroughly enjoyed <laughs> was the villain song, The Dark of the Night. Yes. Even though it's got some odd lines. Yeah. I don't understand about Cologne looking for that smell that's an odd line to throw in there. It hey! Is. It's so fun. I mean, it was a... Villain songs are one of those hardest songs to do right. Yes. Because you've got to be... They've got to be catchy. They've got to be the kind of thing that the kid's not supposed to want to sing, but he's having a hard time not. Yes. But the adults don't care because they understand where he's coming from. Yes. And they will sing these... And, and if they're like me, they'll sing these songs in the car as loud as they can go because they can raise them into five. <laughs> yes. Remember those years. Yes. And uh, when we get to Lion King, you may hear a rendition of me doing uh, Be Prepared. <laughs> Just as a teaser. <laughs> so, be prepared. Exactly. And I'm... You're triggering me because my mind goes, Hey, be prepared. We'll be prepared. For what? For the death of the king. What, is he sick? <laughs> no, we're going to kill it. <laughs> hey, I'm tr- I stopped it there for a reason, because that's where my brain finally stopped to say, That's a teaser, folks. <laughs> if this makes it into the episode. <laughs> if it doesn't just go straight to blooper reel. Hey. Uh, uh, but yeah, Rasputin, I thought, and Christopher Lloyd played yes. Rasputin. Yeah, main thing I know Christopher Lloyd from is Back, Back to, to the, the Future. Future. Great, but, Scott's! <laughs> but also what I know him from is his uh, role as uh, oh, Reverend Jim Ignatowski on the show Taxi. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever watched that. Um, I know about the show. I've seen clips. I've probably seen one or two episodes. It's, but... it's an interesting show. I mean, he doesn't show up until, like, I think season two or three. Mm-hmm. He's not one of those in the, in the beginning, but he was a fun character. He, the premise of that character is that he was a reverend who got slipped a bad brownie, mm-hmm. and uh, he had a bad reaction, uh, and he's kind of drug out. Catch what I mean? So yeah. he's imagine a drugged out uh, Chris, uh, Doc Brown as a way of looking at that, right? And um, imagine that for like every episode. But he it was, it was fun to watch. But the other thing I know him from was from 1984. Commander Krug in uh, Star Trek Three: The Search for Spock. Yes. Which he's got some wonderfully Christopher Lloyd-esque lines. <laughs> yes. This is supposed to be the main villain of the show, and he's going... And he's just like, I'm Christopher Lloyd, and you know it. <laughs> for this entire thing, I'm going to get you Captain Kirk. <laughs> I think you're. I think you're missing one very crucial role he did. Okay, what's that? Judge Doom in Who Framed Roger Well, Rabbit. I didn't forget that. <laughs> I was going to come back to that. Ah, but okay. Let's face it. He is a murderer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when I killed your brother, I talked just like this. <laughs> you are going to scare the neighbors. <laughs> uh, yes, but that is. Uh, that that is a movie on our list. Yes, that will be that will come up pretty quickly. Yep. Oh, and did you ever watch a movie from 1994 called The Page Master? Vaguely, vaguely. I remember vaguely watching it. He played uh, the, the librarian who was also the big wizard at the end. of That's it. right, because that was Macaulay Culkin. Yeah, that was the Macaulay Culkin. One. That's the one that's also got Patrick Stewart as uh, a pirate book. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg is a fairy book, and I can't remember who played the zombie book. Okay. I'm gonna look that up right quick. Um, I'll be able to find it, because the character's name was easy to remember. Horror! Uh, what are they, do put these in order? Oh, Frank Walker. Frank Walker plays horror. Really? He plays a zombie book. Oh, okay. Can't you see that? Oh, and Leonard Nimoy played somebody. Hang on. <laughs> I saw that as a as a spinning switch, so I gotta go back. Uh, who did Leonard Nimoy play? He didn't play Galvatron. Oh, he played Doctor Jekyll. Oh, okay. Hmm. Oh, that was a Joe Johnston movie. No wonder I liked uh, uh, Captain America: First Avenger. Same director. Oh, okay. Okay, so back to where we are. Yeah. And of course, playing Bartok. Yes. Was Hank Azaria. Mm-hmm. Who, if I, if this will come up fast enough, I'll be able to say he 
I think he played Homer Simpson, didn't he? He did. And a couple other characters. Yeah, he was in... Uh, primarily, it looks... Yeah, he primarily was in... Um, well, I mean, that was his money-making role, was Homer Simpson. Yeah, and he played a lot of stuff in the, in the Simpsons. But I know he also played in Futurama, the robot devil. Oh, okay. And if I'm remembering correctly... He plays uh, Gargamel in the live-action Smurfs movies. Really? I believe that's him. Huh. I'm trying to bring it up so I can say that say for sure that that's who that is. Yeah, apparently Hank Azaria okay. has, has been Bart Simpson since his inception in 1989. You mean Hank Homer Hank, Simpson? Yeah, Homer Simpson. I don't watch the show. Never have. Homer's the father. Bart's the son. Uh, yes, I know. Bart <laughs> is voiced by a 40-year-old woman. Oh, okay. Correction, I think she's my, 60 now. <laughs> my apologies. For someone who never watched a show. He was he played Gargamel in the live-action Smurfs. Oh, okay. Gotcha. It, I didn't watch it either, but I know <laughs> that much because I was old enough that that's what was being talked about in school when I was uh, a child. Yeah, I kind of just... Anyways. Uh, you overhear things, is all I'm saying. Yes, I agree. Uh, apparently, Kristen Dunst played the young, the younger yes. Anastasia. Who I primarily know from uh, playing Mary Jane Watson in the uh, Spider-Man trilogy. Yes. And uh, Bernadette Peters played Sophie. Uh, she, The main thing I know her from, if I'm, I believe she played Rita in uh, Animaniacs. You know, the singing cat? Oh, okay. And obviously, we can't forget Angela Lansbury. Yes. Who uh, was... She played uh, the Dowager Empress, yes, um, Marie. Uh, but what I know her from mostly, despite the fact I know some of the other things she has played, mm-hmm. I know her as playing uh, Mrs. Price in Bedknobs and Broomsticks. Ah, you ever watched that movie? No, I didn't. It is essentially Disney trying to cash in on Mary Poppins without actually doing a Mary Poppins sequel. Oh, okay. Which is why, if you haven't seen Mary Poppins Returns yet, the fact that she's the one. Who has the cameo appearance oh. at the end of the movie and has the line about how, oh, the adults will forget this tomorrow. It's such a, it hit me in the heart when I watched it. I, like, uh, I gotcha. Oh, it's the, it's, it's the knockoff. <laughs> She's the one who gets the, uh, the cameo. We don't get the original Mary Poppins or, um, the guy from Guardians 2. What's his name? <laughs> I'm Mary Poppins, y'all! That guy. Oh! <laughs> he died in the movie. What's his name? Yondo? Yondo. Yeah, yeah Yondo. Yondo. I can't. Yondu. 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 Yeah. <laughs> you don't get him either. I can't think of the actor's name, but I don't care right now. Uh, <laughs> what? I know, uh, you know, Angela Lansbury is obviously from her hit run of uh, Murder She Wrote. Mm-hmm. And also, she's played a pot. Yes, lots from which I have a question for you to consider between now and whenever we get to Beauty and the Beast. Yes, what happened to the rest of the kids? Yeah, they were all plates, all and cups. cups. The only cup we saw was Chip. Yeah, that survived. What happened to the rest of her kids that are in that cupboard? Just think about that between now and when we were to do that episode. Ooh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> She had a lot. Yeah, I saw that. I never thought of that. <laughs> never thought of that. That is, yeah, that is something to ponder over. Yes, that's all the name, big names I'm noticing here. Yeah, I don't think there was anybody. There was. Uh. So um, this has to be the only princess film that it's out there where she doesn't take the princess role at the end. No, she rejects it. Yeah, which is odd. Now, admittedly. I don't know how Princess and the Frog is, since I know that's a depressing ending, but I haven't watched it. No, I've, I've but watched it. I guess it. technically she's still a princess at the end, isn't she? Well, she married... She she married the prince. The prince. So the that prince her a princess, but no one knows it. Yeah, uh, with that movie, I was highly disappointed with the ending. Yep. We'll get because it shoehorned everything in, so we'll, we'll, we'll get to we'll that when back. we review it. We'll get it. to that when we get to it. Um, yes. Yeah, this is the only one I can think of where she's not a princess at the end of it, despite legally being one. Yeah. But no one knows it. I guess she just goes back to being Anya? I guess so. Does she have money? 
in France? No, not that I know of. So did, like, did the Dowager Empress say, "Oh, here's"? Oh, I know when they got the money. It's when they went shopping. She forgot to return the change. <laughs> okay. Well, where else did they get the money? They had to borrow it from the Empress. Sophie's the one who took them shopping. Sure. Where did she get the money? Yeah, had been had to get it from the Empress. Yes. Who is still technically the Empress, despite the fact there's no empire. Yeah, that's just kind of weird. But, uh... One thing I do want to bring up. Okay. Could this movie have done with a couple less songs? In your opinion. Well, um... The reason I say that is I think the... On average, I think there's only about five spoken lines between each song. (laughs) On average. On average. There's a... Most of this movie's runtime is music. Yeah. There's only a couple lines where it's not, but... I don't know. It just seemed like... It seemed less musical and more opera. Ah. Uh, well, for me, it'd be like... I really enjoyed the songs. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm not saying that the songs were bad. No. It's, it's just, just... There might have been a couple too many. Not possibly. Possibly. Uh, for the sake of the... The story, the sake of the show. Just personally, like I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed the songs. I thoroughly enjoyed that the the songs did tie in with what was going on in mm-hmm. in it, and uh, I really enjoyed the music. I really, really did. And there again, be like, I always get "Dark Night" stuck in my head. Yeah, "Dark of the Night's the best song I think in the movie, personally. Yeah, and it's one of the better villain songs in history, I believe. Yeah, in my opinion, it's just not uh, the rest. Some of it's like most of these songs. I don't think I'll I'll remember the next couple of days. Here's a couple on there because I remember. Uh, I'll definitely remember uh, the the, the uh, music box song. Yeah, can't think of the name of that one. Uh, Once upon December. Once upon December. I'll remember that one. But admittedly, a lot of that is because. I don't think I actually talked about my early experiences with the movie. Okay. I think we skipped that. No, I'll, yeah, we did. I'll go ahead and touch that now. Most of my early experiences with this movie were waking up in the morning, getting ready to go to school in December, and for some reason that being considered enough of a Christmas song for them to play it on the, mu- on the music video station my dad listened to every watched every morning. Okay. It's like, I remember watching this and going, Wait a minute. That's not Christmas. That's barely winter. The only reason this is on here is because it has the word December. It's like having letting go being a Christmas song. And it's not. It's, it's not. not. I agree. Just because the video the, the, the music video takes place in snow Does not doesn't make it. And just because the word December is in that doesn't make it a Christmas song. Yes. <laughs> but then and we've had this debate before that does butt up against the idea that uh, Die Hard's a Christmas movie. Yeah, that's true. But which I'm still in the no camp on that. But hey, it's okay. beside the point. Yeah, I, I grew up in the opposite camp. So, yeah. um, and then I did eventually get to see it at somebody's house on a VHS tape. Yeah, and then I didn't. And I remember thinking, this is. Eh? And I didn't watch it again until we watched it for the review. Ah. So, I'll admit, I did not go into the movie with high expectations. I gotcha. Usually that's helpful. Yes. Uh, Um, I remember that song, and I remember Dark of the Night. I'm not sure any of the other ones are going to hit for me. Hmm. Especially the Paris song. Especially bad. Let's just say bad. It's <laughs> not the word I was going yeah, to that's, say. Yeah, that's work. That's the one song that kind of just like kind of was flat. A little it's, bit. Like, it's the one song that goes flat with it. It's like, really? You're trying to sell me on France the way Annie, tr- the, the, the musical Annie tried to sell me on New York. And it's not working here either. <laughs> so, my experience with Anastasia, uh, I think, if I remember correctly, I remember seeing it on TV at one point. Mm-hmm. And and then I remember going renting it at a rental store, which I so miss, miss uh, rental stores. I love those. What? 
rental stores. Oh, rental stores. Yeah, movie, movie, movie rental, rental stores. stores. Okay, movie sorry. rental stores. Because obviously, it'd be like for young people listening that movie rental stores were a thing back in the day. Obviously, Blockbuster. If you saw the new Captain Marvel movie, yes. Because then, because then you could go into a movie a movie rental store, go and just find a random movie. Oh, this sounds good. Oh, this sounds good. Instead of Netflix, and be like, oh, here's a suggestion. Go watch this. There's only one bad thing about going to Blockbuster to look for movies. What's that? They had all their anime being rated for adults only. Yeah, that's true. That because was... incl- because they didn't want to guess. And why would Blockbuster uh, screen its movies? But they had so many complaints about anime as not being for kids. They never said it was. That yeah, they said yeah, you have to be an adult to rent this. To rent something like okay. to rent my neighbor Totoro. The most kid-friendly kid movie that ever did kid movie. <laughs> uh, which you'll watch eventually. <laughs> yeah, eventually you'll watch that. So I eventually wound up buy, buying it on VHS. Yes. And then I, uh, we were on a, a school trip, school trip to Dallas, and we mm-hmm. were at the mall for, it was like for that our... Was down. Which yeah. Uh, there's... 300 malls in the Metroplex. Yeah, yeah, I'm drawing a blank which mall it was. Was it Grapevine Mills? Yes, it was. You want to know why I guessed Grapevine Mills? Why? Because that's the only mall I ever went to in the group. Oh, yes. <laughs> it's like, everyone's going to go to Grapevine Mills. Why? It's close to the airport? I mean, I really don't know why we ever went there. <laughs> so, so, take it back. We did go to Town East once with the drama group, because that's where Chick-fil-A was uh, on, the, on the route. I gotcha. To Wichita Falls. So anyway. be like, anyways, be like, I'm I'm making my rounds through there, and uh, get on the bus. I bought my bought my stuff, and we're like, Jacob, what did you buy? What did you buy? All the guys are leaning over. They're like, okay, so I got Scooby Doo on Zombie Island. They're like, yeah, that's awesome. Yes. And then the other one was Gun Wing in the Swallows. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's manly. That's These manly. Manly movies. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the third one? Anastasia. What? Like <laughs> they were like, huh? That's a that's a Disney movie. No, it's not. No, it's not. Okay, you're, but okay, Jacob, you're a loser. Never mind. Princess movie. We how thought you, you were cool. How do you know it's a princess movie? Did you watch it? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's that's my fond memories of Anastasia, and yeah, I believe I didn't I, have any. Yeah. <laughs> I have memories of being annoyed by, by this <laughs> movie before I ever got the chance to see it. And I really should talk about the one thing that really killed the movie for me. Just okay. to get it out of the way. Go for it. The animation. Okay. On one hand, it is very Don Bluth, which yeah. for the most part is fine. Yeah. The problem is... <laughs> okay. They had... Uh, Okay, so in a lot of times the 2D animation, this is the first 2D movie we've talked about. Yes. A lot of times with the bigger budget stuff like this, what they'll do in order to get accurate character movements mm-hmm. is they'll have people actually act out the scene and then essentially draw the character, the animation over them. Yeah. That works with something like Sleeping Beauty, which is the most well-known film to use that technique. Yes. Rotoscoping. Yes, rotos- well, not exactly rotoscoping, but yes, essentially that. Yes. Unfortunately, here with the Dom Bluth animation style, everyone is very bouncy. Yes. I. Yeah, you mentioning that, yes. Here's the thing. If this were a 3D movie, I could easily blame all of my problems on uh, what, what's known as, as, uh, among, in 3D films as the Uncanny Valley. Yeah. Which essentially talks shows how creepy a visual image is in 3D. Yes. Normally, that I could give something like I could excuse that if this were a 3D movie, I could excuse yeah. it with that excuse. I can't hear because Uncanny Valley only refers to 3D, but somehow it's a perf- doing the same thing. <laughs> okay. I don't know what it is. Honestly, it's like the the eyes aren't moving at the same point nose and the mouth are. Some of the shots, if you were to hit pause, I'm not convinced the face would be on the body, the way they're bouncing up and down. <laughs> it gets really bad with uh, uh, Rasputin. 
Because he, you know, his body parts aren't attached as it is. Yeah, they kind of float everywhere. Like floating everywhere. But then, so you expect a little bit of that creepiness with him because he's a zombie. Yeah. I shouldn't be expecting that with the Dowager Empress. <laughs> and there's the a point. couple shots of there. It's like, I'm going, uh, are you sure you haven't died yet? <laughs> or, for that matter, Anastasia herself. It's like, it's like, why are you bouncing this much? You're on a flat ground and y'all are just walking. Why is all this happening? Why is there all this movement? This movement's almost too fluid. It's like they fast-forwarded the footage when they went to animate it. Because it kind of reminds me of that soap opera effect in live-action stuff. Okay. Where, obviously, they recorded it and sped it up for when they actually edited it in the movie. It kind of has that feel to it. There's so much that when you hit it together produces this effect that makes me go, this is off. And I'm going to spend the whole movie trying to figure out why it's off. Oh, okay. I gotcha. And so there's the other minor things. is You can tell there's a couple of cost-saving measures in here where they obviously use 3D yeah. to uh, do some of the more complex stuff, like cars and vehicles. Yeah, backgrounds. And stuff, backgrounds. And then, and then just colored over that. You know, just did the wireframes to create it and then painted over it to make it you know, match the rest of the animation. Yeah. There's a couple of those shots which are fine, but they are obvious, which is not something a 2D film should do in 1997. Yeah. Because Hercules had that, and you have to really look for it. Uh, which, as we noted earlier, came out the same year. Yes. Um, it's just, there's a, so much of this awkwardness, and that's part, it's like, it distracted me so much, I almost didn't care about the rest of the movie. Hmm. Kind of going on that same point, the... And admittedly, before you get off on that, I do want to point out, this is all my opinion. Yeah. It may not affect you this way. Yeah. So, bear that in mind. Yeah. Well, the the problems I saw with the film, you know, going back and watching it again, mm-hmm. was it has some very... Like, like you said, the the... The facial expressions are so shocking. It's like, yeah. Wah! <laughs> Some of the times I'm not convinced the mouth movement matches what's being said. Yeah, I agree, I agree with that. The And the CG backgrounds didn't blend seamlessly with no. the the cell animation. Mm-hmm. Like, at all. Yeah. That, that's what they just stood out beyond belief. Okay, these are two different frames. Oh, very, it's very obvious in some of them where it's like, it looks like the characters are floating on top of a picture because they're not following the curve of the room. Yeah, the one I'm mainly thinking of is the uh, the shot where they're in the old uh, palace. Pal- the, well, the old uh, ballroom. Oh yeah, the, uh, and she's looking through, and, and the song is about to. The song just ended. Uh, yeah, once upon December. Yeah, and they're saying, and they're and he's they're talking to her, and all of a sudden. Yes, it's the thing where she they, they come upon the idea that oh, this girl's going to play Anastasia. For yeah, us. there's parts that it's like it didn't look like they it, it didn't look like they the cells were stationary where they were supposed to. It kind of floated. It's okay. This is weird. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I completely. I completely. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, you're good. You're good. Uh, there are parts of this movie that I absolutely just adore. Yeah. Adore. There's the uh, there's the one spawn December scene. Yeah, that's that's uh, very well done. That is extremely well done. Uh, the the uh, key to your heart, the Paris song. Mm-hmm. Even though I didn't like the song, per- yeah, it was personally. animated well. It was animated well. The the art style itself, the background was just very mm-hmm. eye catching. Even though there again, the the cell animation, the CG animation didn't exactly fit together, but it was still beautiful to watch. Yes. It's like watching Star Trek the motion picture. I can get that. Beautiful movie. <laughs> Beautiful movie. Slow, horrible story. Not a very well well done story, but or not a very well executed story, but right. still a very beautiful movie. Exactly. Uh there again be like I I love a lot of the character, I love a lot of the story. Mm-hmm. And there's I think for me, sometimes I would look past the animation, which is very rare for me. Mm-hmm. Because I'm a guy who is so keen on visual. Yes. And I just fell in love with the story. 
I fell in love with the story. I fell in love with the characters and their journey. And uh, I think the main reason I may not have had that that you had. Yeah. For one thing, this movie came out in 97. I was both in a I'm not a girl phase. I'm not a kid phase. So why am I watching cartoons? It makes it sound like I say I'm not a girl phase. That makes it sound like I am a girl and I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like I'm not going to watch girly stuff. Yeah. I'm not going to watch kid stuff because I'm an adult uh-huh. at the age of 13. <laughs> However old I was, I yeah, I, I was I was a little bit older than you at that time. I had ninety five, Well, I'd been twelve at that time. Um, I was just when I did see this, I remember wanting to see it because it's like it was a new animated movie. Yeah, I don't want to just watch animation, but this looks like it's being well done. I kind of want to see it, but I don't want to admit I want to see it. Yeah, I agree with that. And so, I didn't see it when there was hype. I saw it later, and it was like, (laughs) This is not a movie for me. I gotcha. And And so, since it's not a movie for me, I'm a little more critical than maybe, than than, uh, I would be otherwise. I understand that. I understand that. There again, all movies are not designed for everyone. Yes. I just hate, in the terms of this episode, that this yours happened to be the one First one we disagreed on it. I was the one who who hated it. <laughs> I feel I, I hate that that happened. Nah, it happened. It'd have been nice if it was a movie I didn't. That was different. I don't know why. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't care if I picked the good movie that I like that you hated. But for some reason, <laughs> that's not how the rules went. Well, eventually we will get to a movie that we both disagree. That was probably a terrible movie. Eventually. Eventually, yeah. Eventually, we'll eventually have to go like. Well, we put this on the list. Why did we put this on the list? To torture ourselves, maybe? <laughs> well, I know there's one thing I want to put on there when we finally give up on only doing movies and do TV yeah. that I want to torture us with because it'll be fun to torture us with it. <laughs> but we're not there yet. <laughs> Alright. So, I think we... I think we have reached the end yeah, of I this be- review. I believe so. Uh, do we consider this to be a family-friendly movie? Yes. I agree. There's a little bit, there's some more adult humor that will go over the head, heads of kids. It's not risque, it's just the kind of thing a kid would get. Yeah. An adult would go, oh, yeah, that's what they're referring to. Yeah. I would kind of recommend, ever since this is an adult, uh, not an adult film, but ever since we're not going to go there, uh, it is a kid's film, but being a Don Bluth film, be like, it does get dark. Yes. yes, there is dark, dark moments if, in the movie. If there's one thing Don Bluth is known for, is let's scare the living daylights out of the children. Yes. So uh, yes, definitely recommend it so if you ha- if you have small children that get scared very easily by dark and spooky things, like or if they just hate bugs. Or they hate bugs. <laughs> there's lots of bugs. There's in a lot movie. of bugs. <laughs> a lot of bugs. I hate bugs. <laughs> so. uh... Because I think you're going to give it the more favorable right. score. What's your score on this movie? My score for Anastasia is... I'm going to give it a good solid 8. Okay. For the reason that, you know, there again, this movie... I like the film. I've enjoyed mm-hmm. it. I probably watch it every year. There's um, a lot of movies you watch every year. Yes, there is. There is. Uh, so... Have you reached 365 yet, so you can just watch one every day? Uh, no, I haven't. <laughs> I have not. It's it's one of those films I thoroughly enjoy. Thoroughly enjoy that... I'm not going to be one of those people to be like, Oh, you need to go watch Anastasia. It's the best thing ever. But it's... I hope not. Because <laughs> <laughs> if I'm standing there next to you and you say that, I go, hang on. <laughs> hang on a minute. I know you're a fanboy. However... <laughs> uh... Yeah, it's 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 a personal movie that I love to death, mm-hmm. and not everybody's going to agree with that. Yeah. So, what is your? Well, my number is going to surprise you a little bit because I have a feeling you think it's going to be very low. Yeah, it's not that low. Okay, I'm giving it a five. Okay, so I mean, build the road. I mean, to some degree, I. I still grade things like the school system grades things, whereas 70 is passing. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, so 50 is kind of like just below passing. It's like, there's a lot here that 
has potential. Yes. There's a lot of what I think or there are a lot of missteps in my opinion. But they did a good job in a lot of stuff that I really can't rate it lower than five. Mm-hmm. But the mistakes I see make it to where I can't really go any higher. I gotcha. It's not bad. Yeah. But it's not that good, in my opinion. Understood. So, that brings us to the end of another episode of the Cellcast. This is being episode seven. Or, no, this is episode six. Episode six. This is being episode six. Uh, two of the movies that we put on our list at the very beginning have yet to be rolled. Mm-hmm. Because we want to make sure that we review every movie within about 12 months of it, 12 episodes of it showing up right. on our list, uh, these two movies are going to have, are going to grow to fill the spot. One, one will grow to fill the spot of Anastasia. Okay. So we will not be adding a new movie this week. Okay. When we do roll one of these, both of these movies away, we'll then add back in the movies we w- that would have filled those spots. Okay. So previously, our number one, which is the spot that will be filled this week, what will will uh, be grown into this week, was Anastasia. Number two, Batman: Return of the Caped Crusaders. Mm-hmm. Number three, Transformers: The Movie. Number four, Big Hero Six. Number five. Digimon, the movie, and number six, A Girl Who Leapt Through Time. Batman and Girl Who Leapt Through Time are the two movies that have been on here for six weeks. Okay. Because there's two, uh, I'm going to... Well, no, I'm going to have Jacob roll. If it's even, we the Batman's one will grow. If it's odd, Girl Who Leapt Through Time will grow. It's even, so it's Batman. Okay. So, Batman is now set at one and two. And now, since the movie was Jacob's, it's my turn to roll. Go for it. So, it's three. <laughs> so, that is Transformers the movie. Da-dum, dum, da-dum. Not a bad choice. No. Um, when, after we review Transformers, we'll have to roll again to see which one grows to fill its spot. Worst case scenario, one of those movies taking place take, ends up taking all six by episode twelve. <laughs> so, uh, if you want to find me, uh, I am on, on Facebook. Uh, just look for Drew Dodgen. Uh, I am also on Letterbox. Letter, uh, Letterbox. I do reviews and lists on that website. I need to actually update some stuff because I do want to include start including all the movies we've reviewed. And give my reviews on those. I have not done that yet. But uh, looking for me on there, I am at GGeorge759. If you see a Gorn in a flower patch, you've made it! <laughs> uh, where can they find you, Jacob? Alright, you can find me on Facebook at Jacob B. Heron. Also, you can find my personal art page on Facebook at Jacob's Daily Art Corner, where I try, in air quotes, to try to draw every day. You can also find me on Twitter. At Jacob Heron. One word, Jacob Heron. You can also find me on Instagram at Heron J, lowercase j, 82 Artist X. That's a tongue full. Yes. At least yours makes more sense than my letterbox username. Yeah, most most time you'll find where I like post daily art or just something that just pops up. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's probably where you can find me. Alrighty. So where can, so where they can find us together? Uh, of course, check our Facebook group, which yes. is the Cellcast. It is a closed group, so in order to uh, view and talk with us in there, you will have to be you'll have to join. Uh, if that's just to keep we do that just to keep the robots out because we as much as we probably would love coupons to get movies at pennies on the dollar, we don't want to be advertised <laughs> for that. <laughs> right. Um. You can, of course, find us on our podcast on uh, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Stitcher. And you can uh, email us at uh, thecellcastpodcast at gmail.com. 
please email us. We'd love to do uh, a viewer, a, a question and answer episode at some point. Or a viewer request. That too. Or we'll at least put it in the role. Yeah. So, uh, that brings us to the end. Uh, this has been Drew. This is Jacob. And we'll catch you in the next frame. In the dark of the night, evil will find her. In the dark of the night, just before dawn, revenge will be sweet when the curse is complete. In the dark of the night, she'll be gone. Like, you're on your own, sir. This can only end in tears. Let's get out of here. time on The Cellcast. Get on with the ceremony! Starscream? This is bad comedy. Megatron? Is that you? Here's a hint. attempt to fill his shoes. What did he say his name was? Galvatron. Yeah!